Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast. The podcast all about classic and obscure war movies. From the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords, if it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello and welcome back to Fighting on Film. This week we have an incredibly special episode for everyone. Rob and I... I can't even remember where we came across the existence of this film. It's the first British Falklands War movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like that, without a doubt. And we're recording live together, by the way, for the first time. Indeed. So this is a first as well. Because we have just finished We've watching. just finished watching it. Um, so you've seen Ungentlemanly Act, yep. and hopefully you've listened to the podcast we did with um, the director. You've probably seen Tumble Down. But I guarantee you, you have not seen 1987's Silent Heroes. Yeah, like, and this this is going to be a looser format than than usual, like recording our first thoughts. But what a fever dream! Yeah, that that, was. that that was insane. Like, there's there's so little about this film. There's so little footprint. Of, yeah, you know, reviews or mentions of it. There's like one mention of it on a blog where it does like a, a review of two of the director's films. Yeah, but then the IMDb for it is threadbare at best. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we somehow found out about this. We must from have, that blog. Yeah, we it must have been that blog. We must yeah. have been googling like British Falklands war movies, and that's come up. That's come up. Yeah. So we were looking for a copy. We we're like, where can I find this? I mean, this is about two years ago. Yeah, this is when we started the show. Yeah. Like, this has been one of those legacy movies we've yeah. been trying to find. And I found a. X rental copy VHS in Greece in, from Greece from yeah. Greece, and we pulled the trigger on that bad boy. Yeah, and we it it it, it was it was great. So I it came in the post, um, opened it up, and I was like, oh great, uh, maybe I've got like an old VHS player in the loft, a combi or something, or 
I can send it off to one of those people that like digitize them. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm looking at it and I, I go to put like the bubble wrap in the bin. And I feel like that, that's a bit heavy. That's heavy. So I open up the bubble wrap and there, the absolute Don, the hero yeah. that had sold me this. The silent hero. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that had sold me this had included a rip on a DVD. Like, God. The kind that you used to like rip stuff onto from your computer yeah. in 2003. Yeah, like an unbranded yeah. blank disc. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. SanDisk DVD-R. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it just so happened that, you know, I was coming to see Rob and um, we, we 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 got to sit and enjoy it yeah. together. Well, actually, I made sure it, like the film was on the disc first. Yeah, you know. So I put it into my, my, my computer doesn't have a disc drive. My mum's old wow. computer does. So Amazing. I'm like there on my mum's computer, flicking through to see if, oh, it is actually a film. But you have to get past eight minutes of of tra- of trailer. Some... Trailer is a is a very loose Yeah. So like this is this is one of the rare it's obviously that you know there was a video boom in the eighties, nineties. Yep. Um you know, it was a dominant platform and people make their own movies. You get you get a straight to video. Uh, you know, boom and all that. Like I was saying, and but but America seems to have all those kind of straight, those glorious yeah. like straight to video movies. We don't really seem to have any. No. And this feels like the lost like yeah. British. It does. I don't even want to say B movie. It's like a C, C movie. movie. Yeah. Um, and there are loads of them. You can go look it up. It's um, you know, any fans of the YouTube channel Red Letter Media. Mm. It's those kind of films. Exactly, yeah. Um, and it, it's bizarre. Like it starts with these Greek trailers that are cut really weird yeah it's literally like the title credits and then like, yeah um, like there's a there was a western there was a horror there was yeah. a what's what, like a there was like a drama there was like a dance dvd it, yeah bhs uh, so say. we should have known the kind of thing we were getting into going in because that the kind of movies that were advertised before yeah were the, exactly the kind of thing that follows that, that this would have an ad for <laughs> yeah. like this movie would have had an ad that that bizarre yeah. but the movie's very interesting is that it, it plays itself quite straight for probably three quarters an hour of, yeah an hour three quarters of an hour yeah and we're sat there going this is actually not bad you know, the mixing's a bit off yeah. the dub could be better that the sound design's a it's bit loud in places yeah it's clearly been edited in like an early like Something like video toaster, if you know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Really early editing software. Definitely. Like, you know, it's probably gone reel to reel editing. Mm. Quite difficult. Probably probably filmed on VHS. Filmed on VHS, like definitely. That, yeah. yeah, it would have been. You know, and, and it's got external shots in London. They've mm. got some nice sets. There's yeah. decent enough Set like pieces. A SAS raid in yeah, it, yeah. which is yeah. fine. And they there's an extensive use of um, Falklands War news footage yeah. that adds to it. Yeah. Um, both UK and Argentine, which I thought yeah, was was good. Interesting. Whether it was shot in the Falklands War Argentine footage, we don't know. No, but it's it interesting to have it. Like clips of the Junta. Junta. Yeah, yeah. Clips of like Argent what what were clearly Argentine pilots getting ready for a you know a yeah, sortie. Like, yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff. Bukara flying around. Yeah, yeah. Like, but then it's clearly like based off of the, there's a character who gets badly burned on the Galahad, mm. and he's clearly based off someone Westall. Western, Simon Western, sorry. Um, and well, Rob, it's fine. The events shown in this film are based on fact, but the characters portrayed are purely purely fictitious. Yeah. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead is coincidental. Lord. 
I mean, the, the fair sense of that is wild in itself. Like the events shown in this film are based on fact. Woof. Yeah. So the movie does a weird thing where, and this is this is different for this week where we're not going to go through production. We're not going to really go through cast. I can give you a little bit if you want. You want a little bit? Yeah, yeah I, you I, if you can. I literally just grabbed a little bit before we, we sat down. So this is uh, a film directed by Richard Driscoll. Um, this is his second film. And then he didn't direct again until 2001. Yeah. No idea why. Um, I do actually know because he was in EastEnders. Oh, right. Okay. Like in the mid 90s. Oh, okay. Um, he was also an X-Wing pilot in um, Return of the Jedi. Right. In like a little tiny clip. Uh, he was in four episodes of Jenny's War in, in the mid 80s, which is like, a, I think it's in Tenement Camp. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Um, and then he comes back to directing in 2001. And he's never really done anything else similar to Silent right. Heroes. It's mostly horror stuff. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. A yeah. The, the, yeah. He embezzled lots of money, didn't he? Well, apparently. apparently, yeah. yeah. Um, um, cinematography uh, was covered by Alan Tro. Um, and he also did the cinematography for Chasing the Deer, which is like a post Culloden um, Highlands oh. film about. Uh, I can't remember the exact. It, it's been on TV again recently, right? But it, again, it's it's not a big budget film, right? Um, but it is the closest thing. And then he did he did a film called Kasulat, which was a film set during the he directed it um, in 2017, set during the Kosovo War. Oh, okay, well, yeah. fair enough. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, most notable, the most notable person in the film, well, actor wise, actor wise, is um, Bob Flagg. Okay, and he plays the minister. Well, that's who he was. Fair there's enough. A, there's a subtext to the film, like a like a B plot of him of them talking to a minister to try and get information about the war, and he he played Big Brother in 1984, the 1984 version. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Robert Wilford plays John Hardcastle, the S wounded SAS member, and uh, Martin Eilert plays James Hammond, the journalist, and could not find anything about either of those actors. Mm. Um, there's no real online presence at all. So. Yeah, that I mean, to be, fair, us out. to be fair, for what they have to do, like when you can hear them, because sometimes the dub's a bit off. The yeah, the mix was fantastic, excellent. Um, they seem to be doing an okay job, and then, and then they don't. Like it's really bizarre. And you know what I think it is? I think it's the script. Well, the script is horrible. The script is yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't know what it wants to be. I thought the initial scene with them in the hospital was good. So before we get into this, let me let me just like try and give a synopsis. Nutshell it. Yeah, yeah, let me nutshell it. Elevator. Jump, jump in if you want, Rob. But yeah. basically, um, it follows a journalist who's investigating the Falklands conflict um, as it's happening. It's um, confusing at best. And then he's interviewing a uh, SAS wounded SAS member who is badly burned, aka. Sam Weston, mm-hmm. Allah, I should say. Um, and then it's intercut with, it kind of jumps back chronologically all over the place. Mm. Um, the journalist tries to talk to a minister to get information. Um, he's then interviewing Harcastle for like a, a exclusive. Like, like expose. Yeah, it like, was the war worth it kind of thing. Mm. But while it's going on, it's yeah. just very muddled. It is. And, and this is all intercut with 
some nice set pieces, some pretty you know cool stuff in there. Yeah, decent for the yeah. level we're at. Um, yeah. And then towards the end of the film, it just goes batshit. We'll come to that. Can't I can't even. Oh, yeah. it just goes off on one like half an hour, maybe twenty minutes towards the end. It felt like a half it, hour. It felt it felt, felt like, like a long the, time. The, the final act was yeah was long. So you know, I mean, the, what's going on is you obviously as you said you've got this whole the journalist is uncovering what's going yeah. on. But then you've got this really weird framing of it all where he's, you get the war regurgitated back at you. Oh, it's so bizarre. From the um, Hardcastle character yeah. who's, who's in the hospital bed with his face burnt. And he, he's like regurgitating the war to you, but really potted. Yeah. And the things that he obviously, after the fact, he would have known because it was all reported quite yeah. well at the time. Exactly. Yeah. But they, it, it's confusing because it's still going on and he's giving like these really accurate, well-written, yeah, researched facts. He's talk, well, he's talking about like ships that are being hit, which he wouldn't have seen. Yeah. He, and things it, that are happening that, really that he wouldn't have seen. Yeah. And then the, there's certain like things that are modelled, like he, they talk about like ships are going towards the South Georgia when he means they're going to the Falklands. Mm. Um, and there's all kinds of like weird things that are just like, hmm? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously we know we've you know we me and Matt have written stuff on the war. We've we've made documentaries on mm. on things that happened, so it stands out to us. I don't necessarily think if you yeah watching it back in eighty seven, you might have, might not yeah unless you had like a particular interest. You or, know, we had, you'd you know, seen Task Force South on BBC Two when it yeah. came out. Like yeah. I get it, but it's it's just jarring that he knows all this stuff off the top of his head. Yeah. Um, and it's even more jarring that you've got this journalist. It's the way he says it. Yeah, it's the way it's returned back. It's like we're reading the Wikipedia entry. Yeah, it really the way to does feel it. like it. It's not an expose. It's just like, if he just talked about the SAS stuff, he would well, Clearly, they not enough. But they didn't know. That's no, it. Exactly. not enough to they, talk about. They didn't know any, anything no. about, you know, um, the raid on the, the airfield. And, yeah, and, things like and yeah, other Pebble Island. Around. Yeah, Pebble Island, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, and ops around Stanley and... and all that kind of thing. They kind of like hint at stuff, but mm. it's never like it's not done properly. Yeah, not explored properly. But then he, and then and then you've got this journalist who is trying to leak stories about the war to the public. Yeah, and then he gets given these photos by some shady mm. other journalist, yeah. and they're meant to be like these expo, like these these shocking photos of napalm being used and you know, <laughs> atrocities on both sides and. And then he's in his house because he's seen these photos and he's all upset and he's drinking neat gin and he's looking at photos with like captions that are clearly cut out of a magazine or there's something. Some classic journalism tropes going yeah, on. Yeah, and there's like a picture of the ant is it the antrim or the is it the antelope or the antelope, antelope, I think. Antelope going up, which hadn't yeah. happened yet yeah. in the movie or in the narrative of the of when he was doing the research. We're talking about so I'm like, oh my god, come on, like rookie stuff, annoying. Yeah. The and chronology of it is... It's all shot. over the shop. Yeah. It's very it's very scattergun and it, it's very confusing. Um, I mean, but to be fair, we could swing into the alley tally quite quickly because there is uh, yeah. silver linings there for, is. For, there is. for our, our co-host, Matt. So yeah. I'll, um, I'll move over and let Matthew explain the alley for you this week. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's time for Ali Tally on Fighting on Film. Sterling's. A whole heap. Anyway, let, before I come on to the Sterlings, let's talk about the intro. So the film begins with um, like a, a, a small preamble and then um, explain the SAS and who apparently were devised in 1950. Yeah, and how we were going to, um, yeah, you know, uh, HMS Endurance was being recalled. Can, it's, oh, I yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Anyway, um, it starts in Belfast and I'm like, oh, 1980. Okay. 1980, yeah. And uh, th- this lone, clearly SAS counterterrorism operator kicks the yeah. door in. MP5. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Um, classic MP5. Guns down a terrorist who's holding like a high power or something. Yeah. And then there's a dude sat in a chair with what looks like a block of Semtex taped to his face. Yeah. Which then blows up and his blows face. his fucking head off. It's crazy. It's I, proper video nasty yeah, stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. expecting it, but no, uh, we weren't. And then there's like a short sequence of uh, uh, a hijacked aircraft. It's like Raider and stuff. It is, yeah. It really like is, three yeah. guys go aboard with MP5s, yeah. and there's the way it's filmed is is great because it's completely dark. They're some of the best parts, yeah. filmed parts of the movie, and, and there may be like. 30 seconds each at best. I know. I mean, every time someone gets shot, the, the film kind of like does a freeze frame. Yeah. Like um, the impact of the bullets. That was quite yeah. well done. It went um, quite well. We, we thought it was interesting that even at this point in 1987, uh, the SAS in popular memory is more geared towards what they did in the Falklands and the embassy raid. Yeah. Because, um, you know... The arguably time, still is. Arguably, yeah, very much still is. So we thought it was weird they showed them raiding a plane. And I'm yeah. sure they've done that in their history. I can't yeah. remember the top of my head. Yeah. But like it, it was like, well, just show, just be like, just put just, an just, embassy raid. Just have some lads run up a staircase. Yeah, it's all you need. Or like coming through a window. Yeah, it? you yeah, don't need not... to sell them as hard as they do. I yeah. kind of appreciate that they do it. Yeah. yeah. But like, it, it's weird. The kit they're in is mm, okay. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, 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 the assault vests they're wearing are a little bit long. Yeah. Weird. They're like, probably like, like gilets from yeah from what's the army shop? navy yeah you know, <laughs> blacks or yeah, it's called. yeah blacks yeah. or army navy yeah um anyway and then we get the really good stuff which is the the sas team the falklands are invaded and uh, the sas team is sent 
and they're infilling um, for a, a, a raid on something around the edge of Stanley, it's yeah. described, which isn't it? And we later find out that it's ahead of the main task force, yeah. which isn't, you know, reality. No. It gets a bit confused because they show like Grit Bicken and South Georgia. Yeah. And they're just I using mean, they, any, they're using any establishing shots they have. Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. From uh, stock footage. Yeah. It's not like they could nip down there and get some <laughs> no, B-roll. Yeah, it's it? not on this budget. Crikey. Yeah. Um, but they've got, they've got DPM on, 68 yeah. DPM. Yeah. They've got cold weather caps, cold weather caps, and, and 58 weapon. But yeah, at this weapon. time, that stuff is more SAS belt rig as well. SAS belt rig yeah. on one of the guys, um, which I think was just 58 pattern pouches. Yeah, with, with the with the yoke off. Yeah, yeah. anything <laughs> fancy. It's not like the fancy drop pouch or yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, but because I think I'm going to cut it some slack, then I'm going to say, well, at the time, this is easily yeah gettable so stuff. The I, I can tell you now from the credits that I took a photograph of. The equipment was supplied by Boone Army and Navy. Wow. And the guns were provided by Baptiste. Always Baptiste. And it's always Baptiste. Baptiste provided four beautiful sterlings, um, <laughs> yeah. which the lads were, were were doing some cracking stuff with. Appreciated it. They're giving it some. They really were. There's one there's one bit where like a guy like is wounded and someone else picks up his sterling and he's dual he's wielding. Dual wielding. Um yeah. there's lots of like point shooting. No one deploys a stock, it's all like stormtrooper. It's very commando book stuff yeah it's all star wars stormtrooper school of shooting yes great um yeah and, them. yeah and there's some nice high power action like the the um the protagonist draws a high power when he like fireman's lifts the wounded guy oh my god which is yeah. baller um and i was quite pleased with the argentine stuff too yeah that was fine not bad, did it? no it's fine they, they've got punk punches on m1 helmets one of them's running around with a G3 battle rifle. Yeah, it's not, fine. Yeah. They, they've got M16s, but it's different enough. Yeah. You know? I assume they're supposed to be like um, the Speciality Commando. Yeah, something like six, that. 612, I can't remember the exact yeah. number. Um, but they're supposed to be yeah. Argentine. There's just enough commandos. going on in the action sequences for you to suspend belief enough. You know, that, that there's a lot of close quarter combat guys running around firing into like a window and running yeah. off it, it's all implied pretty much yeah so the the first bit's like set in um first set pieces is in like an open field and they they they're dropped off by the helicopter and then they kind of run down a little scraggy hill yeah um take cover um and then they they go in and they're, they're planting explosives classic mm-hmm. sas raid type style thing yeah. it's obviously like yeah. It's the closest they could get to Pebble Island, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it usually reminded me of when they put that explosive down yeah. and it's like a bit of a ZX Spectrum keyboard. Yeah, it's got like a bit It's so weird. <laughs> and he's like pushing the buttons. Like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Right? Trying to get the tape to load. Come on! It's going to be a time pencil. Come on. <laughs> um, and they, they get um, they get blown, don't they? They're, 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 their stealthy approach gets blown. Mm. And then one, one guy like smacks an Argentine with a stale in the yeah. face Beat, and then, yeah. then lights him up. It's really, yeah, brutal. You know, if they'd have had a budget, they'd have been a blood squib. Yeah, you know. Would. Um, lots of blank, though. A lot of blank firing, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of the, you can tell a lot of the film's budget went on these sequences. Yeah. Um, and they, they got quite a lot of them out of it. There's a sequence where they steal a truck and they go on like a bit of a, which we think a rampage with it. We think there was a Bedford like for ten seconds. Yeah, Bedford or a Leyland, but it was, one of them. It was it was a Bedford technical. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, that was that was an it? LDV van. Oh, was that it? Wasn't that a one Beddy. Okay, it was a Beddy in the full the background. That's it. Um, yeah. It didn't get blown up, which is quite rare. That is rare. They obviously, didn't have the power. <laughs> they for that. didn't have the budget. The Bedfords was was saved. Um, but that's pretty much it for action. Um, there, there was a good um sequence where they um. They're clearing like a bunker. That was decently done because it was there was dark, you couldn't see a lot. Lots of point shooting, yeah. lots of like room clearing and stuff, maybe mm. hot rescue a hostage. Yeah. It's complete like made up it's, fanciful stuff. It's commando book. It is. It, it really is. Um like there's a I think uh, every Argentine like bullet just completely misses them. Yeah. Like there's only one instance where like someone is wounded by an Argentine round. Yeah, and they're carried back. Yeah. Um yeah. There's a really there's a there's a cool bit where there's a Argentine running away and the guy like drops his sterling and draws his high power, yeah. cocks it, cocks a hammer, like cocks the hammer back and then it's... like the professionals. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was very yeah. It would, but then that that really is the high point mm-hmm. of the film because <laughs> nice, by, nice, yeah. By that, oh no, I didn't realize that was a good pun. Um, high point, high power. high point, high power, yeah. But um. After that, and during, even during that sequence, actually, you're mentioning it, it's the movie takes a real turn. Mm. So we were wondering what's the angle here because yeah. it isn't a straight action, it isn't anything like that. It's not like those like written like Terminator, Predator, Vietnam knockoffs that you get. Mm. It's not like that. And we're wondering what well, is it going to knock off like Second World War tropes? Mm. Is it going to knock off where's it going? Where is it going? So I think in we might suspend favourite scenes and just have a general chat. Yeah. But, like, in the next section, we'll really try and explain this fever dream. Hello, I'm Al Murray, and you're listening to Fighting on Film, the world's number one war film podcast. Yeah, so difficult. So it's, it. it's somehow anti-war, anti-army, but pro-Falklands war, pro like what the servicemen did and wants to respect them yeah but then at the same time wants to really be anti everything else mm. it's so weird and then you get these dream sequences that are just yeah bat shit off the, the wall they're supposed to represent the wounded soldiers trauma yeah and his like recovery process yeah. of getting back to life and it, it's just it's too the tonal shifts all over the shop so you'll have like him being like struggling to drink a glass of water yeah. and feeling sorry for him. Yeah. And then they'll cut to him having a vision of like a field full of skeletons. Oh yeah. That and, was... and a and a poncho with no face in it. And that was quite that was quite good actually. It was good, it was the, well the, done. Not that sequence. I just thought the poncho without a face was clever. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could see yeah. the guy yeah. running about the class yeah. backwards. I like, knew what but... they were going for. It was <laughs> it was, you know. And then and if that's not weird enough, then they have Really, like, uncalled for, just cut in. The most this. harrowing sex scene. Oh, God, yeah, we didn't even talk about the sex scene yet. <laughs> oh, my God. So he he's thinking about his home life before he went out. Yeah. There. And he was saying how he was in love with this woman, and you can't really hear half of what he's saying. She gets reintroduced time. later on. Yeah. We actually meet her with her yeah, clothes We don't know on. who she was. Yeah. But you see, it's like full frontal almost. It is, yeah. And we were just... I mean, obviously, that is a hallmark of these kind of straights video sure. movies. They would put... A pair of boobs in or something, yeah, you know, a, a bit, bit, bit of titillation. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's like a, it's like a trope. But we, but you see quite a bit more than we were expecting. Yeah. We were like, wow, um, not one I'd watch with the family present. <laughs> like, good lord, 
<laughs> no, listeners. I wouldn't watch this with anyone. I wouldn't know. I just, be honest, but yeah. Let us take the rounds. Let us take the hits yeah, yeah, for yeah, you guys, because yeah, yeah. we, you know, this isn't one we 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 don't recommend this one. One I, because it's incredibly hard to I, find. You know what? I tell you what. I do recommend it if you want to see the one of the the very first British Falklands War movie. Yeah. It's like I mean, anti-ungentlemanly act. It really is wild. It really is. I wonder if Stuart Urban's seen it, because that would be very interesting. I bet he's not. <laughs> like, 90% of people do not know of this film's no. existence. 98% of Because even the cover art that we've found, none of it is, like, Falklands-y. No. It's like Rambo knockoffs. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what the movie is. No. Um, but then, after the sex sequence, <laughs> you'd think that was, like, the weirdest thing you'd see. <laughs> you know? Um you get this there's two things you get this really weird kind of well edited almost synth wavy type edit of like fast cut footage and pictures of the war flashed yeah, up like news, mon- news montage, montage yeah um, over some punk song we can't identify yeah tribal couldn't and we, we didn't know what it was um it sounded a little bit like um the stranglers but it's not the stranglers because yeah. how could they afford the no. license yeah um no idea and that's weird. That's a tonal shift. Intermixed with them having gone somewhere where it's clearly a ship in a dry dock somewhere. Yes. And they filmed in its engine room oh my God. of chaps in DPM and like naval uh, crewmen yeah. running out of it while they're like blowing up pyrotechnics in there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is meant to be like the inside of one it, of the ships. It was, it was the Galahad. And it's implied it's the Galahad, isn't because it? Because he's. Ex- He's he's evacuated. Somehow he was on the Galahad. On the Galahad. Yeah, he's, that's what he says. Anyway. And then during that sequence as well, even just mad unhinged stuff that happens, you get like a in cockpit shot of a guy. Oh, oh in my a, god! Yeah, of the Argentine pilot like laughing. Yeah, <laughs> like really unhinged, like intercut with the genuine footage yeah. of the of the of the um you know yeah. trying to extract all the guys. Yeah, off. it's quite distasteful. Really distasteful. Really like <laughs> bit poor. It'll be like. What is the tone? I can't believe the they tone did a, is a all Galahad over. recreation. Yeah, I, I, we kind of knew and it was only time what, it's been done. Yeah, from the dialogue, we kind of knew it was coming. But then we when they actually expected. did it, I was like, "That yeah. there's only one more time that the Galahad has been shown on a piece of drama, and it was a, a, a not a, a monologue type thing um, with." Um, British soldiers talking about how they became, how they got in the army, what you know, what their expectations of life, things right. like that, and it's a drama, right. and it was broadcast on the BBC once. Right. And at the end, you find out that they've not been talking in the barracks; they've been talking in the Galahad. The whole of the Galahad. The Galahad. Right. Yeah, and that's the big reveal, and it yeah. cuts away. You don't wow. see anything; it's no. all implied, and that that's tasteful. Mm. You know, because oh, you know, you don't have to Way see it. More tasteful than this. And this, and this, just it wants to hammer you over the head with isn't more terrible but then it does things like that it's just totally mm. weird mm. but then you think you think that's enough you think you you know you're you're kind of like um alex in clockwork orange <laughs> with the apparatus on his head going please no more please i beg of you um and then we thought it cuts to red after that you get more dream sequence and then the only way to explain it is it cuts to the end of Apocalypse Now, but if it was shot for about £10. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it begins with um, some, f- like, like, feet shuffling in flip-flops. Yeah. And it's yeah. got, like, a weird score. And then it's the back like of... Drums. A, yeah. You know. The back of a, a shaven head, 
like a white linen shirt <laughs> yeah. and it's it's like oh no and then he, he sort of like and for some reason like the dude the the, the wounded soldier is fine he's sat on the he's floor. in the room he's got his yeah. hands tied behind his back and this guy delivers a weird monologue with loads of like not subtle references to apocalypse now yeah and he's like oh so like soldiers are a chess piece yeah. for the politicians playing their grand he game he says the horror that. at one point the horror as well um ha- holds his hand over fake candles which was yeah. hilarious and then then proceeds to cut open a pig yeah what which made no sense and he puts like blood on his face yeah and it, it's then he shows the soldier himself in a mirror and says you are death or something the killer the killer, killer must look at themselves in the mirror yeah. every day or something and i was like wow and maybe speechless. maybe the sas soldier had watched apocalypse now and, yeah but like and his trauma was was just recreating i mean i can understand if this dream like, for him I don't if know this what, comes out in like 1980 way. 1981 the film is still fresh in the memory mm. culturally yeah I mean, i'm not saying it's not in 87 but the reference is a bit weird it's very weird like, i can understand it's him having like this flashback of like recovery yeah and that's what it's kind of meant to be but it's so badly handled mm. that you end up coming out of it and you're like what was that and because you're thinking you know that i put the crusty meme on um on, yeah. on twitter it's like what the hell was that and, and then that's it what it was to like another sequence with the skeletons, and he's there with a sterling. Yeah, and, and they the skeletons up. start rising up and shoots them. And, and shoots then there's them. a British guy in DPM screaming, and then he shoots him, I think, and then cuts. Yeah, and that's it. That's the end of the film. Well, it's not because then his then his girlfriend, who oh god, is now clothed, arrives at the hospital because thank the god she was clothed. Yeah, um, has arrived at the hospital because um, the journalist is given a. a let him let her know that he's in the he's, hospital. Yeah, finally he can be. Yeah, yeah, and and she like there's a there's a not so touching bit where they're like embracing, and it's yeah, it's just bizarre. Like it, it was such a fever. I say it again. Yeah, but the tonal shift was all over the shop, and then you're like, well, what the what are you trying to say? Mm. Like if you're trying to say war's bad, like you've you've done it more successfully earlier on in the film. Yeah, you you don't need to have these weird. Like it's almost like art house stuff. It is a bit, yeah. It, it doesn't work. Discount art house. Like, the, yeah. I mean, the most art attack house. The, <laughs> the the single worst thing of it is like the thing that really broke my immersion for the film is that. <laughs> you mean it wasn't broken before that? No, 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 no. <laughs> like the sequences in the forefronts where he was walking through trees, and I was like, "There's no trees." There's like one tree on the whole exactly. island. Exactly. I know. I know. It's. Yeah, don't to cut a long story short this week, guys. Please don't try and find this. It was uploaded by the company that now owns the rights. Right. And I think there is one up there, but it's it's described as a documentary, I think. Yeah. I've and seen it. Put a funny filter over it. I've seen it uploaded, but I can't confirm that that is the whole film. Right. It could you know be like I mean? a, an edited version. Yeah, it could be, yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. If you if you want to go and do some detective work, it's, I think it's been uploaded legally. Okay. By the film, okay. By the film, I was worried about being coy. I know, I know you were, but I, th- yeah. I think it's okay because it's it, it's um, I th- yeah, I think it was uploaded. By makes, the, yeah, on the rights. But this one is a very weird movie. Um, yeah, 
And if you're listening to these episodes in chronological order, the next film we'll cover is <laughs> an Asylum movie. And if you're a long-time listener of the show, you'll know we love an Asylum film. But we're using this to soften the, that one, to soften the blow of watching this. Talk about Shot Chaser. <laughs> I know, right? So come back next week where we will be looking at uh, the Asylum's Assault on Hill 400. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, and keep it funnelfilm.com for all uh, the back catalogue. And we'll catch you again next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.